This is a Glass Box Media Podcast. Welcome to the I Can't Sleep Podcast with Benjamin Boster. If you're tired of sleepless nights, you'll love the I Can't Sleep Podcast. I help quiet your mind by reading random articles from across the web to bore you to sleep with my soothing voice. Each episode provides enough interesting content to hold your attention, and then your mind lets you drift off. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. That's I Can't Sleep with Benjamin Boster. Have you ever wondered what the top 10 most streamed 90s songs are? Or what about the top 10 highest paid dead celebrities? Hi, I'm Nick, host of the 10-ish podcast, a comedy podcast covering top 10 lists. Every week, me and my various sidekick hosts share trivia, fun facts, and hot takes as we try to guess each other's top 10 list. Here's a little preview. And it turns out people will just shock a guy to death if someone in a lab coat asks semi-nicely. Chickens outnumber humans more than two to one. It is the only R-rated film to gross a billion dollars. With more than 200 episodes and counting, there's sure to be a top 10 list that tickles your weird little fancy just right. Laugh and Learn every week with 10-ish podcast, available now on all podcast apps. That's 1-0-I-S-H podcast. Welcome to My Worst Date. I'm Cassie. I'm Keegan. I'm Christina. And today we are welcoming Christopher. Hello, ladies. How are you? Hey, Hi. Good. 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 So Christopher Lewis, you're the host of Dating Intelligence Podcast. That's correct. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your podcast. Okay. So um, the podcast started because of the reason of starting a blog, because of the reason of wanting to write a book. Mm. And so I was in the space of saying that I'm going to finally write a book. No one knows who the hell I am, but I'm going to write a book, right? <laughs> yeah. On awesome. relationships and dating it. and everything else. So I got mm-hmm. six chapters in and I was like, wait a minute, no one knows who the fuck I am. So who's going to read this thing? So I started the blog, thus creating Dating Intelligence, which eventually turned into the podcast, which is now a big brand, which I'm now actually on the road as well, doing uh, public speaking with it now and everything as well. And uh, now I'm a dating coach as well. So it's all under one hub. And I had this vision when I started Dating Intelligence on what I wanted it to be and what it has become. So I'm kind of, kind of in step with certain things and staying in line with that. And um, we'll see where it goes from this point on. But yeah. such a good, it's a good run so far. And how did you, you have a co-host? Jamie, Mm -hmm. how did you guys come to meet? How did you guys come together and decide to even have a co-host at that point? So when I knew I was going to start a a podcast, um, which was also during COVID time, it was that thing where I was at a friend's house and um, she's um, a Playboy Playmate, a really good friend of mine. And so one of our friends was having dating problems. So Mm. as I'm listening to her telling me her dating problems, I was like doing what I do best is answering her questions. And my friend who's known me forever goes, you should do a podcast. You're good at this stuff. And I looked at it and I went, you should be my co-host. Now that was my original co-host. And so after about three months, she left because um, as the podcast started doing well, um, she started getting back into that space and doing certain things. And now, so she's writing a book and oh, wow. going off on doing her own stuff now. Okay. Oh, wow. So I went solo for about, about three months after that on my own. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do like that whole Kelly Ripa thing. Just bring in a, co- a guest <laughs> yes. and make them yes. my co-host, you know? Yes. And so Wonderful. that worked out for a while. And then also Jamie Villamore came around and she was an old modeling friend of mine back in the day when I was leaving the industry. I think she was probably starting out in the industry. Uh-huh. So I wanted, I knew how big that she was and I wanted her to come on the show as a guest. And so she thought that, Hey, I think I want to be your co-host. And I was like, I'm not really looking for a co-host, but you'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah like, right, right, sure. right. Yeah. And so, your shot. Right, she really so, was just like, she went like, for it. Yeah. Like, totally. Mine's now. <laughs> okay, and yeah. I was like, but I just wanted you to be on my show. But amazing. she thought, you know, if I'm going to be your co-host, I was like, whoa, whoa, hold the whole pump. Let's pump the brakes here for a minute <laughs> yeah. there. But I looked at her and I was like, you know, I'm kind of like the Howard Stern and I just need my Robin anyways. And so I yeah. go, you know, I can make you to become the best person host that I need. And so she's been my co-host ever since. And she's nice. since then she's gone 
gone from, once again, her ride to doing certain things. Now she's done other podcasts. She's best guest on other shows, da, da, da. And because of being on the show together, her, um, she's become a lot more since then. Like she's more yeah. extroverted now. Yeah. Um, she's, she loves going out, doing more things now as well. So I really appreciate her as having her as my guest and I know, I'm my host. And I know for you guys being together as well, it's, yeah. it takes a minute to find that mm-hmm. synergy. You're great. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. really does. Yeah. 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 I think that there's, I mean, we had a little bit of an advantage just having had been friends for a really long time beforehand. Mm-hmm. So we already kind of, I think had a bit of synergy, Yeah, but I think like you said, podcasting is one of those things on the surface that looks really like just sit down with a mic and <laughs> start talking. Right. Right. And, and you, you realize that in part of it, there's, there's a part of it where you're like, this is for the, the audience. And I think that sometimes you start to over worry about the audience when sometimes if you can just relax into having good conversation, people are like, Oh, I feel like I'm sitting with my friends and that's mm-hmm. what it should feel like. Right. And I think that once you get that synergy going, right. Like you guys are feeling now it's like, Oh, it's just like, you guys have been there together forever. Right. It has. And at the point now it's been, I think about a year and a half that we've been together now. And it's just been great. Like I said, starting off with her, it's just like, I had to navigate just finding out what her comfort zones were, um, what I could talk about, because I'm just an open book. Like I'll mm-hmm. talk about everything. And there's yeah. moments where her jaw just drops to this day. And that's <laughs> when I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. And I'll, <laughs> yeah. and I'll just dive in, just dive in and dive in with her. Nice. And she's just sitting there just like, just this little kid with deer, like deer face eyes like, or whatever. Yeah. And I just go and I just keep going in it. But now she's at the point now where she's, she knows what to expect from me now and me from her. Yeah. So it's, it's, it is working out really well. And right. I, I, I mean, I'm so happy to have her as my guest, my co-host on the show. Do you feel like, because I feel like, being a podcast host has made me a better listener because mm-hmm. I think that that's one of the things when you start a podcast, I know that that's um, kind of, there's a learning curve to it. You know, like when we started, I had a podcast previously with two people and then having a podcast with three people and now having guests on, there is this kind of like a give and take where you're, you don't want to be talking over each other. And there is mm-hmm. this thing where you really have to like listen. And I feel like that's transferred into other areas in my life as well. Like it's made me a better, more receptive listener. Right. Do you feel like that's happened with you as well? Cause I it think has. for dating that yes. is actually right. But I know. also, for me, you know, being a guy, I've always been a really good listener in mm-hmm. the first place. And I think that's something that I prided myself in just, um, and that's why I love being around a lot of women, you girls, I'm happy to be here by the way. Um, but it's <laughs> just like, I just, I'm just find myself always in a better space around women than guys, because I'm always interested in what your, your stories are and what you have to say. So I listen really well. And I always, I, always ask really good questions. But in the case of that, um, it, it's, you're right, because when there's other people on, you have really have to kind of navigate how the story is going. Mm-hmm. And because there's a lot of people jumping in at given times, and it's almost like double dutching when you're, when it's, when's my turn to yes. jump in. Right, right. right? So, but you, you do, you have to listen well. And in order to do that as well, I always say that, um, you know, the questions that you ask can also kind of um, steer where direction, what you're going with certain mm-hmm. things too. So I'm hoping that, I'm sure you guys have had a guest on as well, that sometimes it's just like a blank thing. You're just like, mm-hmm. wow. Yes. Like I <laughs> asked like, you a yeah. question and you're just like, like uh-huh, What's yeah, dating? yeah, you know, like that's good. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're just like, I need more. I need more. Yeah, so right. you find yourself just looking at you going, what the fuck is just going on right now? And yeah. you have to kind of fill in those blanks and hopefully get the best out of them. Mm-hmm. And we've had that with a few guests as well. Sure. Like I, I remember Marcus Allen was like that, you know, he was a great guest, but he, at the beginning of the show, he looked at me, he goes, I don't know anything about dating. I don't want you to ask me anything about relationships. Oh, yeah. And I go, um, and I'm like, I was like why are you on show. the show? And Sorry. so he yeah. sat there and like, now I'm looking at my notes going, crumble, 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 throwing them away. Going, yeah. what? And as Jamie walks in the door, she has no idea that he just told me this. Oh, and now the show's starting and I'm looking at him going, what am I going to ask this guy? Yeah. So I go, you know what? Being a good listener. And I, so I started the show off like I normally do. And so I said, well, how are you doing? And he started talking. And I picked up little things like that. Mm-hmm. And he started talking about his kid. Mm-hmm. And I go, there's the hook right there. Yeah. So then I dove into his kid and what he was doing. He opened up like a freaking flower. Like, Wait, like I have it no, was amazing. Chris, what is your sign? A Leo. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that also tracked. I was like, if this guy's not an Aries, Leo makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm like, yeah. this is very a much. A fellow fire sign. Yeah. 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 That's true. Very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you have to listen to order to open those people up as well. So I, I pride myself on listening well and then to get those questions out to order for them to feel comfortable mm-hmm. and order for them to feel safe and in order for them just to just get what we need out of them. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's very much like dating. We get lots of stories written in where, I mean, we've had dating disasters where like truly awful, (laughs) unbelievable scenarios. Right. But then we also have people who write in who a very common thing that happens is just like 
the other person not being able to pull somebody out of their right. shell at all, where mm-hmm. they're only giving one word answers. They're not giving the anything worst. back. Mm. And like, that is, it's truly the worst. Like mm. I hate small talk. I avoid it at all costs. <laughs> like yes. being with, there's nothing worse than being with somebody who you feel like you're having to like pr- a lot of awkward silences <laughs> and you're having to pry stuff out yeah, of them. Yeah. Right. You know? This is what I tell a lot of my clients. I tell them, I go, look, you know, especially for the guys I said, look, I go, your goal when you go out on a date is first and foremost, to have fun. But secondly, you need to listen and you need to ask good questions. It's not about you at this moment. Yeah. You know, if she asks you something about yourself, answer. But the, for the most part, if you want to be engaged with someone, you need to make sure that you ask good questions so yeah. that they can open up. Because first and foremost, they're going to want to feel more safe around you just by doing that. Yeah. And it's going to e- make everyone more relaxed and just comfortable in general. And that's mm-hmm. where the real fun is. So so then I have to ask you, Chris, give us an example of some good questions. I'm sorry, Chris or Christopher? Yeah, you can call me okay? whatever. Yeah. Okay, good. I yeah. was like, maybe I should clarify. <laughs> we know each other well enough, Cassie, now. See money? Yes. I'll take it. Give us some examples of questions that you love that are really open-ended that help you engage with a new partner. Okay. Like how do you, what is some good leading questions for you? Well, first of all, which you guys probably know and probably all hate is like never ask someone what they do to start off with, you know, about their job, about, you know, where living, just anything like that. Just start off from the base of saying like, you know, I always start by saying, how was your day? How was the drive here? Mm. You know, um, um, just like- what's your, LA. That's yeah, a, yeah. This is true. Wait, how yeah. was the drive here? Oh, then go from that on. You'll, how was tell traffic? Us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll tell a million stories already. I mean, you guys yeah. walked in today saying, there, what did you say? There's like, there's like, construction like, everywhere. Yeah, the first thing I said to you, I think was like, did you find parking? I think is the first <laughs> right. thing, I, you know, so yeah. And then Cassie goes, there's construction everywhere. And I go, yeah. you know, I think I saw that. And yeah. that's the easiest way to open anyone yeah. up at this point. Cause now we're on the same playing field. That's right. So um, I don't really have any specifics, but I I do say the do nots of just questions about work, mm-hmm. um, religion, politics, any of that crap, as we all know, it's, mm. uh, those, those are all off the table. And I always say the first and foremost is like, I never talk about yourself and what you're wearing and, and how much you have and what you do. Right. Because yeah. that's the biggest sure. turn off. So, mm-hmm. okay. So question then to dive deeper into <clears throat> the do nots, like you said, no, not religion, not politics. How do you then, I guess I would hope that probably at that point you would know that you're on the same page. Probably you've already like, I mean, we're we're always very much team put it in your bio. Like if it's something that is like very important to you, like, you know, we've had this conversation many times. Like I have very strong um, opinions and worldviews about like certain things. If I was dating, that would be in my bio because I'd be like, I don't want to attract anybody who is counter to this because I know that it's a deal breaker for me and it wouldn't work. So it's your right. non-negotiable in theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I, I agree with that. Put them out there as first and foremost. Yeah. Okay. If they can see it and then they're like blindsided by, well, I didn't know that. It's like you right. saw it, you read it. And so by the way, way if you, you didn't read to. it, yeah. then you're not really paying attention. Yeah. yeah. And that so. way you don't have to have that like, awkward conversation because how many times have yeah. we seen that too where somebody's just like out of left field will like five throw. dates in you're yeah. like, you're like, he's Whoa. like I would actually prefer if you stayed at home with our children and you're like what you're like, that's not at all what I that's not gonna happen what? that's not yeah. for me the well, first you time I've yeah. been home to with the, the moon yet <laughs> you're like what the pyramids are actually batteries the earth is actually flat so everybody knows this well I figured there was some fine print I'm getting my magnifying glass out right now looking for that right now. So, so You're like, every one of you. Bio? <laughs> so how long have you been a dating coach? Like what motivated you to, to pursue that? So I'm only in five months in right now. Okay. Yeah, so it's all brand new to me, but I've been like doing the whole relationship space since I was God, since I was probably born, honestly, you know, okay. I'm not going to lie. I grew up in a house full of women and I learned how to navigate that space pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And so it's part of like the, what, when I tell everyone, I said, like, I felt like I was Jane Goodall, like studying in the woods, studying like, you know, <laughs> wild animals, you know, right? so, because I mean, I learned Natural everything habitats. about that from my mom and my sisters. And I literally, to this day, I pick up things so quickly that most guys wouldn't pick up because I, I was always in tune with that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so being in the relationship space, I always helped out people in relationships, uh, growing up wise. Um, even when I was dating, I learned what was good for me and what was not good, what I did right, what I did wrong. Mm-hmm. And I always take note of those things and never make the same mistakes. Try not to make the same mistakes again as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm firm believers. What do they say? you like, you fool me once, fool me twice. <laughs> yeah. Third time, it's just like, you know, that if you don't learn it by then. That's so, on you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I really try to be um, present in those states with everything that I do. Even with my girlfriend now, um, you know, we communicate really well. If there's ever an issue, like I sit there and go, check mark. And I go, I'm never going to like make sure that never happens again. Yeah. So I always try to learn from my mistakes 
as much as possible where people just kind of sweep it under the rug. Mm-hmm. Um, so being in the dating coach space now, for me, it's just been one of those things where I, my first and foremost, it's like, I always want to, I feel like, um, I help women and men, which is rare. Mm -hmm. Um, Because for women, I want to teach you guys how to keep your, like to get your power back, let's Mm -hmm. say, right? When you're in the dating space. Um, For men, I want to teach them how to let go of their ego. And so Mm -hmm. this is why for both of those situations, I feel like I found that perfect marriage to do both for both sexes as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who do you find is more receptive in your experience, men or women in the dating coaching space? I think... um, Women, I feel like, are always are because they're always looking to find the answers. They're always looking for help. Where men, you know, with their egos, they're they're more proud. They're like their pride gets in their way. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it's funny that you say that because most men that I talk to, I can see that they want the help. They're just not going to go out and seek it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and it's and so for the ones that I've have actually have, I have like uh, two men client right now. Just that I started the other week. Both of them are both just like you know wanting and they are seeking out the help. Mm-hmm. And so they're already. It's a win for me because I can see that they've already let go of their ego go. They're at their last gasp. They need that help now. Right. And so, but women- they got nothing to lose. Yeah. Nothing to lose, right? Yeah. But women, I feel like they're always seeking the next something to help them mm-hmm. out. Yeah. I just hope that I can steer them in the right direction. I think that a lot of people <clears throat> would be, I think that, I think you're right. Like as far as guys, guys are like, I'm not going to do it until I'm at the last grasp, mm-hmm. right? Like last straw. I think that you find that, you know, you're probably getting people who- are open to it at that point though, right. right? They're so open to hearing whatever you have to say. They're open to kind of embracing just new ideas and new thoughts, which is actually really good. You know, fine. You've you've reached this point now where you're just like, okay, great. Whatever you have to say. Right. <laughs> I'm in your probably hands. Really de- I'm in your yeah. hands. Mm-hmm. So you're probably really at a great place, you know, taking them at that point because then they're like, do you find that people approach it though? in a way that they're like, I don't want to change who I am or I shouldn't have to change who I am. And you're like, how do you, how do you speak to people like that? Who are like, I don't want to change who I am just to be dateable. Right. So I, I let them, one of the things that I do is I let everyone come back to their own conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I never offer advice that's not warranted. You know, like, let's say just like now you're asking me this, I always listen. I ask really good questions and I let you spin it right back to yourself. And I go, there it is right there. <laughs> so for someone who says that, but yet you're coming to me, it's yeah. like, well, you need help apparently, right. but let me, let's figure out why you want to stay the way you are, why it's not working for you. And then all of a sudden they'll go, well, I know that I need to work on this, or I know I need uh, to, I go, and there's your and answer. There, there you so go. I try to always make them kind of come to their own conclusions versus me kind of putting on something that they're not ready to hear yet. That, yeah, mm-hmm. no, that makes so mm-hmm. much sense. Now, I know we have talked specifically um, about divorce and dating post-divorce, um, and we we both have very different experiences. But do you do you have a lot of clients who who struggle post something like that to to get back on their feet, get yeah. back on the horse, right. so to speak? <laughs> yeah, I do. I feel like a lot of people, including myself, after being married for seventeen years, um, it's when I got back out into the dating space. Um, you're you're at that place of going, am I relevant? You know, what am I doing? <laughs> like, is, am I, is there still something out there for me or can I still do this? Right. Yeah. So, right. um, but I, like I told you, I have a unique situation where my ex and I communicated really well from day one. And um, so when she came home about, let's say year 16, and was like, I don't know if I want to be married anymore. And I said, okay, let's talk about it. And she goes, well, I don't know how I feel. So let's figure it out. And so we went to therapy mm-hmm. and a year after therapy, she came back and she goes, I think I'm done. And we have two kids, you know, at the time they were, um, I think they were what, let's see, four and four and nine. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're both now 15 and 15, sorry, 15 and nine now, four and uh, nine back then. So um, when she came home and said that to me, um, you know, I, I had, I always said to myself that I would never have a, be a hypocrite. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've broken up, you know, I've cheated in my day, a lot of my day, I've done so many crazy things. Like we all have to go through that whole process of life. And yeah, so, right. um, but I also knew that for the fact that I always told myself, if someone ever, if I ever did that, to some, if I've done that to so many people, if someone's ever done that to me, how would I handle it? And so she came home and, you know, and she goes, I just don't want to be married anymore. We're done. And so I remember going to therapy two days later and had written out this thing saying, Hey, can we do this? If we did this and da da. And she goes, I think I'm done. And I looked at our therapist and said, okay, um, I will never ask you again. Um, let's work on our exit strategy. Mm. And the therapist is crying. I'm crying. My ex is crying. And because it was, and Mm. I looked at her and I said, I'm sorry that I did not live up to my end of the bargain because Mm. there were things that she asked of me that I did not 
you know, I did not adhere to. I, I right. couldn't at the time, you know, I wasn't in the space to do it. And so it was growth still at some point. And so sure. she needed things for me that I couldn't do. And I understood that. So when I said, I'm sorry, I didn't live to my end of the bargain. And that's when I looked at the therapist and I said, let's focus on our strategy. And so now um, we're best friends when yeah. we get along really well. Um, my girlfriend, all of us get along really well. We do trips together. We do stuff together and people Fun. are just that's flabbergasted. Amazing. Like, yeah. how the I know. fuck no, do you do this? Relatable. Like, right. Totally relatable okay, to right. me because Healthy that's how ours. divorce? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I always think, and we've had this conversation before as well, like, I always wonder why that can't be the case more often. Like, I really Mm -hmm. do feel like if people could just be grownups about it, like, because you know that you grow and you change, you're not the same person, you know, 10 years on that you were 10 years ago. And like, but that doesn't mean that all of the love that existed isn't still there in some capacity. It's yeah. just mm-hmm. changed. People right? get so, hurt. They get yeah. hurt. Their ego gets yeah. in the way. A lot of it's like I said, it's like the ego especially gets in the way of a lot of guys where now they're jaded or women feel like they get jaded for the fact that something happened to them and, they, and they're left in this position where in theory, I always go, when you met this person, uh, let's say it's five years you've been married, right? And you get a divorce or 10 or whatever it is. I go, you love them then. I go, right. nothing has really changed except that, like you said, their paths have changed. Mm-hmm. Something right. got skewed along the way communication got lost or you weren't hearing the other person mm-hmm. what they were asking you for a thousand times over and mm-hmm. you still didn't reciprocate. So now mm-hmm. they've left you. Yeah. So why are you upset about this? You know, so I, I feel like all of us need to kind of dig deep inside of our own selves and figure mm-hmm. out what the real issues were. And mm-hmm. that's why to this day, you know, I could, I could have left, you know, and been like, whatever, whatever. And we could have never seen each other again, but right. I knew that I had children. Mm-hmm. I right. knew that this, she's a great mom. We got along really well, but mm-hmm. there were things that she asked that I just couldn't do. Yeah. So going back to, you know, daters leaving all that situation now yeah. in the dating space again, I feel like you have to find out what you need for you. Mm. And you also have to learn from your mistakes, you know, because if you haven't learned from those mistakes and put the blame on someone else, yeah. you haven't learned shit. And now yeah. you're going to go off and Wonderful. put that upon someone that's else, right. yeah. your next person that you're with. Oh my that's gosh. That's not fair. I'm like testify oh, right go. now. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? It's funny because I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine um, from back home. We were talking about my ex that, you know, we dated for a while, moved out here together, like all of that stuff. Grew a lot. We were like little babies, you know, and like grew a lot. And to this day, like he still talks about me very negatively, still says like really terrible things about me. But whenever I was talking to my friend about it, he was saying like, yeah, but I know it's not you. Like, I know it's not you. I know it's not true because he's dated people after you. Yeah. He's dated three people after you. And he, and after the breakup, it's exactly the same where he says yeah. exactly the same right. things. He puts all the blame on the person who so he, he hasn't was learned with from his ways. Yeah. You know? I mean, and so it's just going to keep happening right? because it's, Until it's he continued to happen it, yeah. for a decade, you know? Right. So it's like, it's just going to keep happening over and over. It's just, mm-hmm. you, you know, cause you, you can't accept responsibility. No. You know, for and it goes done. both ways, you know, like we said, like for me as a, as a male, I always say that the one thing that um, as for other men is just that, you know, we lead so much with an alpha that they're not allowing themselves to look into their feminine sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. because it's like that, even though like I've seen a lot of guys that I talk to and one of the things that I do is that when I'm talking to you, I'm looking into you as well, mm-hmm. looking into your soul going, okay, how's this person? Is she a good person or da da da? Right. Mm-hmm. But I've seen a lot of guys who can be the biggest assholes and I'm looking at them going, and I can tell they're the biggest softies on the inside, right. but they want to keep this persona exactly because they're they're afraid of rejection or afraid of just being founded out you know yeah but when you're one-on-one with them they're the most kindest sweetest like awesome dudes that i've ever known Mm. but put them back out in the space again they turn right back into that same old person and so Mm. i always try to tell them i go look i go just lead with yourself lead with who you are let all the other stuff go and you'd be surprised on how easy life is to get along with other people right but it's that self-preservation like guarding you have that like armor up all the time whenever you're out and it doesn't serve you and he's never going to be happy he's never going to find happiness so Mm. yeah stuck in the job can someone set me free i've had enough of this this life is meaningless Hey, this is Dan Miller, host of the 48 Days to the Work You Love podcast. Here's a sample listener question. Dan, I barely graduated from college with a 2.4 GPA. Two job failures have now ended my career with irreversible damage. I'm back living with my parents and have decided that aiming for nothing will at least lessen my disappointment. Are you kidding me? Irreversible damage? 
Those failed jobs are probably the best part of your education. Do you know the average GPA of millionaires in America is 3.7? Instead of going to grad school or getting a fancy job, they figured out something they were passionate about and knocked it out of the park. Every week, we unpack listener questions and find creative solutions for finding or creating work that is fulfilling, purposeful, and profitable. Check it out on the 48 Days to the Work You Love podcast. Well, we are a My Worst Date podcast, so we have to know, I have to know, what is your worst date? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. My worst date. <laughs> I want to dig, dig real deep for this one. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, my God. The mess. Um, wow. That this is a really good question, you know, and I actually thought about this. I knew this was coming by the way today and I cannot think of anything. I mean, I've always had really good dates. I hate to say it. I'm a serial monogamous. Let's just put it that way. And by the way, I've been very fortunate by the way that every girl that I meet right away has become either my, my girlfriend for a very long time because like, I'm very, not that I'm picky. I'm very aware of what I want. Like I know exactly who I'm looking for. Uh And if I talk to you, I already know, okay, there's my checks. There's the good, these are the bads. But like I said, I know right away if that's my person or not. So, um, my worst date, probably in theory, man, <laughs> I have to go back when I'm really, really young. I like okay. super young. We love that. Yeah. Yeah. Tattle, tattle yeah. on yourself too. We call those shame receipts. Okay. Well, this so. is a very shameful one. I okay. mean, yeah, this, this is super shameful. And I, and I throw it out there and people are going, you did what? Oh, um, so I, there was wait. this woman and I say a woman because I was still in college at the time. And literally like, um, I was out at the bar and like, you know, I'm talking to her and I knew that she was He'd say she was married, but I didn't find that out till later. And by later, I mean like as I'm taking her back to her house, she goes, I need to go pick something up in my house. All of a sudden, she comes out the door. There's a guy at the door. I go, who's that? She goes, that's my husband. I go, wait, what? She goes, just drive. And I'm like, no, I'm driving. I'm driving now. You know, I'm driving away. And literally, so we go back to my dorm. This qualifies. That's right. We go back to the dorm. And now now as I'm trying to see if I can get her into the dorm, I come back. She's naked in my car. And now I'm just kind of going... Okay, here we go. This is happening, right? So well, now I go into my car. Jesus Christ. I, it was my car at the time. So I think it was probably, um, uh, I had a Mitsubishi Eclipse at the time. Amazing. Because yeah, it's yeah. a college Paint, car. Yes, Paint, yes. Picture. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> Mitsubishi Eclipse. Yeah. Yeah. So we go back amazing. to the dorm and I had the most amazing time. And that woman <laughs> turned me out. Let me just put well, it this way. Okay. She gave me a lot of life skills that I, to this day, I'm still using. So, <laughs> so I can't say it was my worst date, but it was pretty awful. And yeah. Well, what yeah. was the fallout Shocking. from that? The so, fallout was is that um, I had to take her home, home the next morning yeah. Oh, yeah. and look in her in the face <laughs> the, the next, next morning, morning and be very shameful at the same time going, why, why, why? And I saw her, I think, like oh, two no. weeks later um, at the mall when I was passing by her. And both of us just kind of went like this with our heads oh, down. no. I'd probably say that's one of my worst dates I've ever she had. Was, she was five margaritas. Yeah. 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 Is that what, that's not what it is? Yeah. Then where does, five, where does that put margaritas. me then? Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, okay. So hold on. I have like just some logistical questions. So how did you, <laughs> okay. Yep. How right did now. you get her it. from the Mitsubishi to your, did she get she, dressed again? She, well, she, she just put on a shirt. And by then, like I said, I was, you know, I mean, I'm a kid, let's yeah. say, right? Yeah. 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 But I'm, I'm happy. And I'm like, this is going to be amazing. So yeah. like, what the fuck <laughs> am I getting myself into? Yeah. Because I, we just left her husband and this is really happening and da, da, da. Um, she put back on her shirt and then we just kind of went through the back door and my room was close to the side back door. Oh, perfect. So we're like two dorm rooms over and yeah. It's a lot of work to take it all off in a car and put yeah. it all yeah. back on in a it's car. A We've lot. all gotten dressed in a car. Yeah. It's a yeah, lot. It so sucks. Yeah, I have to tell you like, some real stories she was after like, all this. Just in case you don't know how this state is going to end. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you kick me out of the car, let me make sure you actually keep me at this point. Cause I'm already oh, kicked man. out of the house and home at this point. Were they like in an open relationship or was that ever addressed? So. I had no idea. Like I said, I, there was a party beforehand. Then the bar after that, I started at the bar after that. And so we started talking and she was, she was cute, you know? And, and yeah. I knew that she was older. I was an older woman at the time, by the way, as well. So it was just a win-win for me until <laughs> the fact that I took her to the house wow. thinking that, she, you know, this is her home. Yeah. And her, but then this guy comes out. She goes, "That's my husband. Just drive. Just drive." Bold of her, and I, to be like, "We need yeah. to go buy my house right. real quick." And she right. was, "You're right. Five margaritas probably in. If that's what a five margarita is, she's probably way more than that." Amazing. Um, but, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I would not want to be her the next day. I feel like that is my anxiety could nope. never. never. Right. You have to go nope. home. No. That's yeah, and I have. You know, I'm, I'm a no. good guy. I had feelings, and I was like, you know, yeah. obviously not that good that night, but. <laughs> Taking Listen. her home the next morning, I felt for the fact that there's going to be some repercussions. If it wasn't there. you, it would have been anybody else. Probably tru- truthful, you know. Yeah. And I mean, like, I think we all probably have guilt in our past about the, the roles we may have played in certain relationships or yeah. scenarios. Um, you know, not to you know. I think yep. this is an everybody has felt that. Maybe not Keegan. It was Keegan. building up. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. No. No. I look. 
<laughs> we've all been there. Yeah, we've to all one degree there. or another. Yeah. We've all been twenty skeletons. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. Been yeah. on been on both sides, and it's uh, it's just the the journey that we. It walk, is a journey, so. and once again, I think in her case, you're probably right. I, I there's underlying tones now that I'm really, really looking back at it because I, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I said, I don't really think about that often, but yeah. I had to think of that was probably one of my worst. So. Yeah, for sure, probably for worse sure. for me than anything else. I felt really bad. Yeah, I mean, because mm. the guilt that you end up wearing yeah. for the whole scenario, like you're you're not thinking well ni- at 19, right, or whatever 20, you're not thinking with that corner of your brain at all no no mm-hmm. i mean you're just like pleasure town let's get to absolutely. it absolutely the end and i mean and again we've all well, been there i've done some really regrettable and to be things honest in that it's place. like what was the alternative in that situation because it's like yeah. leave her there right with that yeah. guy right. at that moment whenever everything's like really heightened I, as well, you know, like I said, I just, like, everything just was a blur at that point. Once yeah. I saw, once I saw him at the door and her saying drive, it's that thing in a movie where you're like, what are we getting away from? Like, oh I thought I was being right. chased by someone. Too fast, too yeah. 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 <laughs> right. yeah. oh Some wow. guy waving his fist to running down no. the street after me. Yeah. You know? Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Like the other guys, you will sleep with my wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've definitely had those dates on oh, the man. show before too. Oh man. So. You go through like all these different experiences in your life. So you you've said you've you pretty much are like crystal clear on what you're looking for. So we also talk a lot on the show about red flags. Okay. So we gotta we gotta get your list of like absolute deal breaker red flags. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mine for one is just I don't like I just don't like a sloppy girl. And I'm talking about a red flag when I meet them. If things could be going great, we're having a great time. But I always say there's a time like about 1 a.m., 12 mm-hmm. to 1, 2 a.m., right? Mm-hmm. Where if they if anything starts getting too sloppy for me, I am out. You're like like I, I just don't like it. I don't like a girl who um also um what's the best word I can use? Um she uh relies on you too much. You know, like she's just, mm. just always on you all the time. Yeah. Like one of the things that I love for me, my, one of my super biggest needy. things is right. Super needy. Thank you. Um, I love strong, independent women. That's the mm-hmm. type of girl I go for all the time. And mm-hmm. I, 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 they don't need me for anything. We walk the, we walk the path together. You know, we interchange, we, we want each other to win. We build each other up. That's every girl that I've dated. Once mm-hmm. I learned my space, yeah. um, that's who I look for. And so other than that, I don't have many. And that's something yeah. that I tell everyone out there in the, you know, in the space, I say, look, I go, you don't need many non-negotiables because you're missing out on a lot of people otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. I just don't need a needy girl. Um, and I just don't want, um, a controlling girl as well. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 It's, it really is kind of like the, the adverse sides of each other yeah. too, like extremes on either side. Well, you know? yeah, I'm pretty like, easy. As you can yeah. tell, I, I don't have many. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, people who are very controlling are also very needy. It's just manifesting in a completely right. different way. Like right. they're like super needy. And so that's why they need to control the situation. Right. Like mm. they need you to like be a certain way, be with them in a certain way. I feel like it's two sides of the same coin. Right. You're right. And sometimes when you catch it at the beginning and all of a sudden you, when you're at the end of that relationship, you're like, yeah, I saw that coming. Mm-hmm. You know what? We don't realize it, but you know, it's, yeah. it's like that, that curve that, you know, that bell curve, just, you saw it, it misses. And all of a sudden it comes back, you bite you in the ass at the end mm-hmm. and where you finally break up on it, and you're like, oh yeah, there's nothing that's changed really with that. So, mm-hmm. um, but one of the things that I do, is like, I communicate from day one. Like I put it all out there. Yeah. I do this game, which you guys might need to try one time. I call it, <laughs> I call it truth or honesty. You know, and I mm-hmm. say, look, I go, there's no truth. It's like truth or dare, except that truth and honesty are the same thing, except that you go, so Keegan, truth or honesty? And you go, well, I'll choose honesty, Chris. And then so, and I'll go same truth or whatever <laughs> it is. But, and I just start asking questions. And so it's, it's that thing of saying, how much can I ask you and you giving me the honest truth and how much can I handle? So it, you get this trust factor of learning, well, wow, he really is a good guy or she's a really good person because you're asking me things from my past that I'm now going to share with you that I don't trust anyone with, or yeah. it might be a little too early. If it is, I, I always say, don't ask all the big stuff to her, like how many guys slip and all that oh bullshit my that gosh, guys right. do. Um, <laughs> (laughs) Um, Just ask things to get people in there where you actually have their attention now and they feel safe, right? Mm -hmm. And as time goes on, you start getting more in depth with it. And all of a sudden your lines of communication they're open now. Yeah. There's nothing that will ever blindside you. Mm-hmm. There's no, you can ask the person whatever you want. You know, you That's can right. feel comfortable and it just makes for an easier relationship. So yeah. Yeah. I highly recommend that. Yeah, that's pretty much um, the biggest difference um, between my past relationships and the one that I have now um, with my partner was like, I threw it all on the table. I'm like, <laughs> I am gonna be completely honest. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be completely myself. Like I'm done trying to be, 
Um, my whole life, I was a little bit of a chameleon, like different people would get different sides okay. of me, but I Very definitely, first child. yeah, I definitely did not let anybody see all of who I truly was until I met Eric. And part of that was because he was so open and calm and, and asked and from wanted the to know right? from the beginning. Right. Yeah. 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 And it just, it makes such a huge difference. I'm like, how did I, mm-hmm be any other way right. you so, found a good guy so different you found yeah. a great guy yeah. not a good guy you found a great guy oh yeah I'm in, I'm in a nice guy era okay now. <laughs> like I, I had to really I love that for you really yeah. go through a lot a lot of musicians <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah some real bad boy phases well huh? like yeah. you guys said we all have to go through our bad to find our good right? right and and not only that we need to find out what our what our tone is what our pulse is who That's we right. are mm-hmm. you know we need someone that matches us to a point not to be the same as us but to match enough with our likes and interests right. obviously yeah but also enough that they're different enough to give be let we're, we're our own person yeah at the same time yeah so I think that that's you make you make such a valid point when you talk about that, and this is probably why you know people do need a dating coach. It, people don't need a coach to tell them who to like, you know, who to date. They need to them. I would say mostly to tell them who they are, so they can really be in touch with that person. Right. Because once you get that sorted, yeah, the other part starts to come almost naturally right just like fall starts falling into place and you know people always say oh you you know it'll happen when you least expect it and that's because you're not focusing on fine 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 yeah the pressure you're focusing on who am i what makes me happy and you start to get into that place where you're like you know what i'm just so i'm totally happy with being who i am by myself mm-hmm. that that's when you start to do you do find that person who's like because that knowing who you are being happy within yourself is magnetic right mm-hmm. it immediately Attractive. opens yeah. up that mm-hmm. space where people are like oh i want to be what are you about right you know exactly and you're going to start pulling people who are whole in themselves too and this is why going back to your question why when people ask me i don't want to, i don't need to be, to be fixed out of that i i never i just sit there and listen because I go like, first and foremost, like if you're not willing to look inside yourself, then you're not really ready. And mm-hmm. so um, I, there was, a, um, I think recently I'm helping this matchmaking company. And so they couldn't find um, dates for this guy to match. So, um, and this company, they don't use photos. So I, I was like, oh, this is even better because mm, you don't use photos. It. So now no one's judging you on your looks before you go out with them. Right. Yeah. So I go, she goes, we can't find him. Can you help us? And I said, all I need is 10 minutes on the phone with this guy. And I, and I will help you find him dates like that. So I spent 10 minutes on the phone with him, just literally listening to him and asking certain questions. I found three dates for him, just like just through friends of mine or people that I knew and just, and found the right people for him. He went on three dates about, about up two weeks later after I found him his dates and had all three of the girls that I set him up with said they had a really good time with this guy and never nice. have met this guy. I'd never have seen his face, but just because I listened and understood who he was inside, I figured out what I, he was looking for. Now the matchmaking company and some of the other people that he had been with before, he even said they've never set me up with people as good as this because mm-hmm. um, they're focused on his looks. Um, they're mm-hmm. focused on maybe if this, and you know, and by the way, he had a certain look that I think he was looking for, but he said that it didn't matter enough. So they set him up with people that they thought might be mm-hmm. good for him because of his look. So they weren't matching him up because of mm-hmm. what he had on his bio or like that, because, you know, he wasn't the best looking guy or whatever it was. I don't know. I've never met him, mm-hmm. but all I know is the girls that I set him up with who were pretty, you know, great girls. They all had amaz- an amazing time with this guy. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. putting that aside and said, it's like, I feel like. Most people, if you just lead with your true authentic self, which is something that yes. I always put out there a lot of the times, you can, like you said, you're open to receiving so much more. That's right. right. You know, I live my life by that. I mean, I walk just every day in life, I walk that way, you know, yeah. and people just, blah, blah, come up to me left and right. That's and the, because you create a magnet out of yourself. You right. really do. Like the more, the more secure, the more understanding you have, you just, you do, you become a magnet. People are like oddly attracted to you. They oddly just come up and want to be around that energy. Right, and that's right. just so And I love it. I, yeah, I love exciting. talking to anyone, you know, yeah. and there's moments, you Me know, too. we've all been there going, are you still talking to that same person? Yeah. It's like, that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I'm over here like, yeah. 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 I can I, see Cassie, yeah. you can do that, but you're not yeah. so no, much for No, no, I, I am, I am somebody that needs to ramp up okay. usually towards people. Um, quite an introvert. 
yeah. that can play an extrovert. Okay. I but, seek yeah. out people like in, the, in, in parties and stuff who are just sitting there by themselves. I seek them out and I'll sit there and I'll watch them. <laughs> She's and, like, yeah. no, just the way because, <laughs> you know, because I'm looking at you going, I'll watch how you, your manners mm-hmm. are and I'll watch your energy and I go, yeah. okay, I think she, you know, she has something to say and mm-hmm. I just, but that's just not your MO. But once I sit down and we start talking, all of a sudden you blossom and you just, now you're open. Now you're yes. ready to go off to talk to everyone now. So I see yeah. what you're saying though. Yeah. It's just, it's always funny to me because I'm like, you know, uh, extroverts over here. And I'm like, it's it's really interesting. And I think that, you know, um, one of the things that I've wanted to create in the podcast is like extrovert isn't necessarily, or introvert isn't a bad word. Right. It's not That's a bad, right. it's just a different way to go through life. That's um, right. Well, and, I think- and I do need people, but- I need him in a different way, I think, than than extroverts do. I mm-hmm. I have to have space to recharge. I get that. You know, yeah. my social battery. Well, and I think it's important to know yourself and be mm-hmm. really honest with yourself. That's yeah. something that you know about you. And it's something that Eric knows about you too. Mm-hmm. And it's like not personal. And we know. And, and we know. Right. And like, I'm that way as well. Like I'm an extrovert, but I'm, I'm, I also need time alone, alone with completely. You, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. where I'm just like, please leave this house so that I yes. can like oh my God. take a bath and like watch Bridgerton by myself. Yes. Thank you so yes. much. You know what I mean? Queen um, Charlotte coming up tonight. I know. So I get the I'm, house to myself. Yes. Oh, yes. so good. Binging. I want to watch yes. it. So good. But, but yeah, I think it's important to know yourself and to be honest with yourself and not only will that make you magnetic, it will also attract the right kind of right. people. Like we always talk about, um, there's someone for everyone. Cause yeah. we, we end up having conversations where we're having dates, um, telling stories about dates where people are just like really not honest or they come out of the gate. They, they haven't revealed this big thing, you know, yeah, like they're like into something being weird. A magician. Or, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, just be wow honest. Me. <laughs> just be honest about like whatever that is, whatever that thing is that you're into, just own it. Yeah. Like own that thing because somebody out there is going to be like, that's my thing too i love it you know right, what right. i mean but if you don't and you go in with this like weird secretive energy like yeah, yeah. you're you're gonna end up in like weird situations God. and you're gonna put somebody else in a weird situation yeah. i accidentally ended up on a date with somebody who loved magic if you, you magicians would be your that's a that's a non-negotiable for kathy <laughs> oh like, no God. magicians you yeah. can't do it okay my face would be so facing yeah oh, oh yeah. my god yeah I, I like that though, because um, once again, the recharge is huge, uh, but there was this guy once again in that state where he was like, do I just want to be able to be myself out on a date? Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, he goes, but a part of me feels like when I go out on dates, I, I'm trying to be this person like mm-hmm. leading with the money or leading with this. And I go, let me ask you a question. I go, how long do you think you can actually, you know, have that charades going on? Because what if you start dating this girl and all of a sudden three months later, now the get the jig is up mm-hmm. and she sees the real you. I go, wouldn't it be easier if you just led with who you are? And yes, he goes, that's right. Yeah. He goes, you're right. He goes, cause I just don't want that to happen. And that's exhausting. one of his biggest fears, by it the way. Exhausting. It is exhausting. exhausting. He said, that's a fear of mine. If we go, go farther down the road, now I have to keep up this persona yeah. and I'm not that guy. Yeah. When do I let that go? I've been there. I've been okay. there so many times because I've, I moved around a lot as a kid and we've talked about this in the podcast. Mm-hmm. And like, I lived in a lot of different places, a lot of different states, went to different schools. And every time I was like, this is my opportunity yeah. to be someone completely new. <laughs> yep. I'm yeah. going to have a completely different personality because they don't know anything about me. And I would do that. And I'd be like, yes, I'm doing it. It's, it's happening. <laughs> And a few months in, it's like nothing about your life is authentic because it's like the friends that you've made think you're this person that right. you're not and you can't like hold on to that. You don't even know if you really like You the mean they don't even like Bridgerton? Like. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> you know, and it's just, it's not, it's so much easier. I'm at an age now where I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> I am exhausted. Yeah. I don't have the energy to pretend to be somebody I'm not right. anymore. But yeah. why does it have to take that long yeah. though? Why yeah. does yeah. I mean, think it about it. Think about the younger generation. Why does it have to take that long to put on that whole front, like you said, mm-hmm. until we get old enough to be tired? And like now we're like, ah, fuck it. We're just going to be Whatever. ourselves. Yeah. When you could have just done that in the yes. first place, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, I'm hopeful this latest generation, they seem pretty unhinged, which I love. <laughs> yeah. I love. It reminds me, they remind me a lot of Gen X. I think that I, I, I mean, it's the reason I have True Blue as a tattoo. It's the reason I have just sweet, you know, just sweet you know like i am who i am like i am this is what it is yeah and i I feel i I do feel like there's a generational thing that happens there like gen x is like oh 
nobody remembers us anyway. We'll just do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> and millennials, I felt, had this pressure put on them uh, to yes. perform in yes. a certain way. It was a very performative generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like there's uh, authenticity is coming back with Gen Z, but there is always that fear. And I think that that's, one, a natural human thing. And I think it's, two, a natural thing that happens when you're young and you are still figuring out who you are. Right. Because the thing that I see now is the popularity of aesthetics mm. is, yeah. is highly, highly popular where it's like, if you are like, you have to be, I'm, I'm cottage core and you, you, you assign yourself an and aesthetic you mm-hmm. and then you have to be that and okay. everything you own has to look like that. And everything in your apartment has to look this way. <clears throat> and I see that happening a lot online as well. And I'm just like, everybody take a big step back from yeah. like all of that. Like who cares? Yeah. You see something that you want to buy that you're like, I like it, get it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's all part of who you are. It all makes you a, a complex, unique, beautiful human being. And you should just embrace all of that. You know what I mean? Like it's Yeah, I I I would like to normalize like trying on different yes. aesthetics. Yeah, try on it everything. And and also relationships. Yeah. There are definitely when I was dating, one of the things that I actually started to enjoy when I finally started to enjoy dating was being up upfront and and clear mm-hmm. about my intentions and just being like dating people i mean beyond my my couple non-negotiables but stepping outside the comfort zone and being like you know what i will actually go out on a date with this person i will leave my house wednesday at 10 o'clock at night and, and do this and and it was really fun to do something that was like outside of my normal day to day um, bringing myself out of my comfort zone a little bit more, I think was was good for me. But I have to know how you feel about dating apps because you mm. were married for such a long right. time, then going through the divorce and and dating apps and being a dating coach. Like, what's your feeling about yay or nay? That's or a good, really good question. Bad, by the pro, way, con. Yeah, yeah, I um I always tell everyone the matchmaking is where I it's out for me. Um, I did get on a dating app when I got done um, mm-hmm. with uh, when I was separated. Let's say I think that first uh, three months I got on Tinder. I didn't know what the hell to get on. Honestly, there were right. so many apps. And I go and I asked people and they're like, "Well, get on this." And then I was looking for a hookup. I just wanted just to go out there to see if I was relevant. Right. right. Yeah. The first date I remember was um, let's see, I was forty five or something like that. I think the first day, this is a few years back. Um, she was, um, I think she was already a grandmother giving her like, but she was like 52 or something. And I'm giving my daughter away. And she goes, come to my house. So I drove like 45 minutes outside of town at 10 PM at night, by the yeah, way, oh my yeah, God. Um, always went to her house. We ended up meeting at some bar. We ended up talking, you know, she was a great woman. She used to date, I think like, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Eddie Murphy and the guy from, um, uh, Coming to America, his partner in Coming to America. Oh my gosh, uh, Arsenio Hall. Ars- right, so she dated yeah. him back oh, wow. in the day. Okay. Um, so we were talking <laughs> about that. But she goes, I just don't think our age gap is done. And I go, you know, that's fine. I got out there, right? So the second one's where it happened for me. Went to Abbott Kinney, met this girl at the taste, taste, uh, tasting room, tasting room, tasting oh, yeah. kitchen. Yeah. Went there. We were just all over each other in the first Ooh. five minutes, right? It was hot and heavy. It was an amazing day. She was nice. a beautiful, great. Ended up driving her home, you know, and she goes, you're, she looked at me. She goes, you're not ready to date yet because you're still in, out of something new. I get that. But you know, but the messing around part was fun at the bar. So I dropped her off, drove off two minutes later. I pulled over, started crying. Oh, wow. And I was like, and the reason why I cried, I went, what does this mean for me? Like I, it made me scared. Wow. It made me like, I'm not married anymore. It means that I am relevant, but that means that now I'm in this whole dating space. Now I'm looking for wow. someone again now in theory. Right. So I yeah. was scared shitless. So I pulled over and I cried. And, um, but after that moment, that's when I met, um, my current girlfriend of six years now. Mm. And we had dated 20 years ago. She was the girl that I broke up with to fight, to get married mm-hmm. to my then wife. Wow. Like uh, at the time, you know, she was in a residency and I was, you know, big player. I was just coming out of my modeling days and we had dated for like five months. And I was like, Hey, for the first time in my life, I think I need to tell this girl that I need to break up with her. Cause I don't want to cheat. I don't want to steal. I don't want to lie. I want to be a stand up guy for the first time in my life. Right. So, wow. cause she deserves that. She's an amazing woman. I go, Hey, um, I need to break up with you. I found this other woman who might be my potential match. And so we broke up and about, um, let's say I started dating this woman and eight months later we got married. Wow. wow. 17 years. Yeah. In 17 years. That's yeah. nothing to sneeze at. That's a right. real, real relationship. And, and somebody you love still currently as a, Correct. you know, as a person in your life. Right. That's, but the woman I'm with yeah. right now though, he, okay. 
Cassie, she's my heart. Like, oh, I mean, like when that. we, we just cycled back somehow, some way, four and a half months, five months later after I got separated, um, because I said, happy birthday to her. I thought she was living in New York. She's here. And we went out one time. And at that moment, I think five minutes in, I plan to kiss her and we've been inseparable since. I love it. Oh, but for amazing. some way through my marriage, I was always like, did I choose the right one? Mm-hmm. You know, I always had that thought, not all the time, sure. but like once every couple of years, I'd be like, did I choose the right one? Mm-hmm. You know, and one that got away. Yeah. Gosh, wow. And yeah. just getting back with her, I was like, I will never let this woman go. Ah. Like she is just like my heart. I love that. You know? yeah. So, so apps then, like, what do you uh, think? So app wise, going back sorry, to that. Yeah. yeah sorry. Apps yeah, well, now. Not, so no, I, just I feel honest. like I'm, I'm not an advocate of the apps. I have to okay. say, because I feel like there's too much pressure. There's too much going on. Why can't people just do it the old fashioned way? Go out, meet someone guys, get off your asses, go outside, go do something, <laughs> go play some sports. I don't give a Nobody shit. You know, go to the library. You know, right. Right. Go to the library. I don't care. Yeah. It's like, but there, it's the, it's the most authentic way because yeah. I feel like you get all of a sudden you become, you get in this a vacuum. And you're just waiting for, I mean, how many times have like, even for me, when I got on, I was looking so much all the time, yeah. waiting for to see something on there, do something, phone, do something, yeah. you know? Yeah. And yeah. when it just sat there, just like, just doing nothing, yeah. then you get upset and you, what do you do? You go to the next one. Yeah. You go to the next one. This is what I hear all the time. So, yeah. and you hear all these horrible stories on yeah. people like just. You sure do. Yeah. Oh yeah, we right. do. We <laughs> right. created an entire podcast about okay. it. Yeah. So one of the things that I tell people, and I'm sure you girls must know this, that I go, if there's, if you're talking to someone and you have more than a minute of dead air, that person's talking to someone else mm. at the same time. So yeah. he's, he, this, and mm. me as a guy now, he is weighing his, who's the most, who's the one I want to go out with now? It's like the dating mm. game. It is. You know, it's right. like you're playing like right. a. So I'm not an advocate for them, I, mm, but I yeah. am an advocate for matchmakers because yeah. I do feel like matchmakers can help you find the right person because it's, it's um, not to say it's an easier route, but they, they know what, exactly what you're looking for, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like therapy, right? Where Correct. it's just like the whole reason why you go to therapy rather than just like talking to your friends or like whoever is because you need an outside perspective. Like Correct. you need somebody who's not so close to you to like look at your situation and be like, actually, this person that you might never have thought of is is probably the best match for you. Right. Yeah. Because you have your, you know, if it's your friends or if it's yourself, like you're too close. You're too close to the situation. You need an outsider. I agree. Yeah. And yeah. most people, by the way, feel that, you know, you have to pay a matchmaker. What you don't realize is that a lot of people just can go to the, their um, database, be a part of their database, mm. you know, because they need daters, you know, all sure. the people who are there at the matchmaker, they need people to date. To so match with. That's mm. correct. So oh. you just go to most sites on matchmaking sites and just fill out their, and get on their database. And if you're approved, then now guess what? You now are on there for free going out with people who need oh. dates. That is smart. Yeah. That's, no one ever, yeah. no one ever knows life that. Hack. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Life hack. So. Wow. Amazing. Oh my gosh. I feel like I've learned. I feel I know. like you guys yeah. should have so known much. this. Did you guys I not know this? Okay. That's really interesting. We get all of the bad stories that's right. So, <laughs> it sounds like a success strategy. Yeah. We don't hear so about So we should call those. this my successful date now? Yes. After yes. Today. Absolutely. Oh, well, thank you so much You're for welcome. sharing yeah. with us and mm-hmm. for, for being so open. Um, it was really great. I mean, it's it's funny because we met you at the conference and you really did just like come up and talk and You're say hello. You're the first hello, person so. who talked to me. I walked in the room and you were like, hi. <laughs> I was like, oh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> thank and, you, guys. Thank so you. So we really appreciate it. Good luck on your podcast I journey. That. Tell mm-hmm. people where they can find you. So um, at Dating Intelligence on all social media, um, mm-hmm. we're on YouTube. Um, look at all obviously audio as well on podcasting. Um, my personal is at Fetch Sport F E T C H S P O R T. That's my personal. You can find my dating coach stuff as well. Um, the website once again is dating intelligence.com. Um, but just look for us, guys. You know, like I said, what you see is what you get here. Um, I'm always my authentic self. I on our guests on our show. I try to get the most out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, our topics range from anything super crazy to super <laughs> technical and very helpful. But at the same time, as you guys know, we just want to keep it fun. Yeah. 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 Well, well, thank you so You're much for welcome. having us. And we love you so much. Cheers. <laughs> this is a Glass Box Media Podcast.